0: of Jesus, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then the believers are given power to be witnesses for Jesus. And in the past few weeks, we've seen how Peter, he's had two opportunities uh, to share the gospel, to be a witness, to engage with people. Two weeks ago we heard a story about how Peter and John as they're going to the temple to pray they encountered a lame beggar. And Peter told him silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give to you, right? And then he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right, right, get up, walk. So we might feel like we don't have much to offer people, right? We might think that what we can offer is not what the person wants. But we're reminded here that we can, what we can offer is something that is that is very important, and it is actually the very thing that they might need <laughs> right when the lame man was killed in the name of Jesus right he had a, a powerful he had a physical experience with God right it was god 's way of getting attention right, god 's uh, getting his attention God gets people 's attention in different ways, right, but his body was still going to deteriorate right in the, in the end he was still going to die maybe he would have Maybe he would have got sick again or with a different illness or whatnot. Right? So, just like us, we can ask God for miracles, but if we never experienced a healed heart, right, a new heart, right, then nothing eternal changes. Right? That's what matters most. Right? So, Peter, he capitalized on this event. Right? And he, not only did he speak with the lame beggar, but then he turned to all the people that were looking. At what happened. People who were in awe, people who were in wonder, and people in amazement at, at what just happened, he turned to them and he told them to repent. Right? To turn away and turn to God. Turn away from uh, idols, turn away from worldly desires, and turn to God. All right, when we do that, we are promised to experience God's blessing. Right? We are promised to experience times of refreshing. Or we are we promised eternal life? Right, and that offer still holds true today. So maybe that's what God wants to say to you today. Maybe that's what God's been saying to you last week or throughout the week. And as we continue in the story, uh, in chapter 4, where we left off, we'll see that Peter and John soon experience resistance. Okay? They experience resistance as they witness in their sphere of life. So let's, let's look at verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1. All right, so the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. All right. So here we have several groups of people. We have the priests. So the priests were from the tribe of Levi, right, from the 12 tribes, tribe of Levi. They were entrusted, they are given the job, the responsibility to uh, serve God through work in the temple. All right, so all other people, they could, like, make their own livings, you know, on all that stuff. But these people, they were entrusted with the temple, right? And we also see the captain of the temple guards, and we see the Sadducees. So the Sadducees, they're a class of, they're, they're kind of high-ranking um, political, religious people. Um, they're, they're very religious, quite religious, and they were actually born into this, um, into this class, Okay, so Pharisees, they, they worked hard uh, to, to get to where they were. But Sadducees, they were, you know, they were born into that, in this privileged class. So we see these groups of people, they came up to Peter and John, and while they're speaking to the people, and did they come with, with awe and wonder and amazement with, uh, uh, when they saw what happened? All right, let's just see. So in verse 2, it says what? No, right? They were greatly disturbed. Right, because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. All right, so whenever we read the Bible and we see the word uh, because, all right, we need to realize that the writer is, what, is connecting something that came before and something that came after. All right, this, is, this is one way in which we, uh, we, we read the Bible correctly. Right, so they were greatly disturbed because what? The apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming that Jesus was risen. So this is, this is kind of what the gospel does. The, the, the gospel might disturb some people. Right? The gospel might disturb you. So another uh, way to, uh, another sense of this word disturb is annoyance. Okay, Annoyance or pain. Right, this this gospel message uh, that that this man um, he uh, he he rose again. That might sound kind of offensive to some people. They're like, do you think me for a fool? Like, you want me to believe that? Right, by nature, the gospel's offensive. Right. The gospel says what? It says that everyone's bad. Right. So, I mean, just from that alone, people might not like that because they might think they're actually pretty good. Like relative to all the other people around them, right? Relative to what they hear on the news and all of that, right? And it says that the Bible teaches that that all sinners, right, deserve to go to where? To hell, and That's that's very offensive to some people. They're like, what? Like, man, I'm like, 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 I'm an angel or something, you know? Like people, they think really highly of themselves sometimes. So people don't like to hear that. So, and it also says what? That no matter how many what, good things that you do, it's, it's never going to add up to being good enough. right? To reach God's standards. right? Perfection. It's never going to be good enough. Right? And the gospel says that only by believing in a person that died and rose again, and if we repent and turn to God, are we can be in a restored relationship with God. See, the gospel is a message of hope. But also truth, right? This truth that, that shines into the darkness, that shines into, the, into our heart, it cuts to the heart, right? it challenges what it challenges our worldviews that we experience every day. So like, it's really interesting, my girlfriend, she's writing her thesis right now, uh, so she can graduate, and she's actually writing on um, worldviews, right? How um, worldviews impact uh, people, and specifically children, because right? she's, she's uh, in education, so, like from very young, uh, they're experiencing something. They're learning about how the, they feel like the world operates. How reality, uh, you know, what, what is reality in a sense? How do they perceive reality? So, we actually, we've been talking about that in, during family time on Saturdays, too. I think we started it uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. It's really interesting worldviews. <laughs> All right, so this is what the gospel does it's going to challenge us, it's going to turn our world upside down. And, I, and my prayer for our church is that. Um, as we continue to devote ourselves to, what, the, to the scriptures, right, to fellowship, to eating together, and to praying together, praying for one another, praying for our communities, uh, that, that you know, we're going to experience God. All right, so we see that the gospel, it went out, right, and the gospel went against a lot of what these Jewish leaders believed. Right, but however, like these religious leaders, they, they prided themselves in being very religious, in right, keeping the law. Uh, on the outside, they looked really good. So Jesus, uh, one time he said something to them, and it, and it sounded like, I mean, it sounds just really horrible. But Jesus, he called them what? Whitewashed tombs. Right, so on the outside, they looked really clean, right, really perfect. But on the inside, they're dead. So, I mean, I wonder how many of us, you know, is that is that is that how we feel? Is that is that how we are? Right? If if our lives were an Instagram story, okay, would would our stories be just like fishing for likes? Right? We like the praises of people. We like all the good things that people comment about us or or say to us, think about us. So these religious leaders they seize Peter and John, and then they place them in jail. How about that, right? How about that? Place them in jail. So this this might have been the first time that they've been in jail. Okay. I don't know how many of us have, have experienced jail before. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it it's, doesn't sound like a very nice place to go. Okay, so being a, a disciple of Jesus, it, it might take you some places, okay? It might take you places and places where, you know, you might not want to go. But... It's going to be a journey full of crazy things, right? But I think it's also exciting. So let's continue reading, okay? Let's continue reading. So they were greatly disturbed, right? And then they seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put him in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. right, so when you're making an impact in your surrounding, you're going to face persecution. You're going to face resistance, Right Satan he doesn't like that. Right? He doesn't like that, that God's kingdom is is here and 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 it's 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 doing work like through us. Satan does not like that. So he wants to stop that. All right? But But I want you to see like like think about what ways in which are you scared, right? Are are you afraid? Are you are you frustrated when you live your life as a Christian? Right? I mean wherever you are And I also want you to be reminded of the power of the Holy Spirit in every single believer. We see that being done in Peter and John. Just ordinary people, right, as we'll read more about today. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things, right, because of God. And because they were faithful, many people believed. So in the beginning, there was about 120, remember, in Acts 2, about 120. And then increased to what? Uh, about, oh, about 3,000 were added to them right and they're baptized that day after Peter, Peter gave a uh, message and then now uh, uh, the men grew to about 5,000 right, now so that, it's, it's expanding, it's growing so this is the very very early church it's growing and this is, this is really cool it's really cool so I mean, just, just look around you just look around you, look at the pews or look at the space that we have we could definitely fit a lot more people in here right like, I want, I mean, my hope is that you guys would pray. Like, seriously, look at the space next to you guys and, and just pray that God will fill those spots. God will fill those spots. Right? That maybe God will use you to influence some people, impact some people, and maybe in the future they'll, they'll be here. Right? They'll join us here. So we're going to move on now, and we're going to see what happens to Peter and John as they're placed on trial now. Okay, so, man, they got, they got put in prison, and now they're on trial. This is some crazy stuff. Right, so when we're in our, our daily lives, we might have friends and coworkers. We might have relatives um, who might ask you about your faith. Right, they might question you. And my question to you is, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? So l- let's see how these people respond, though. Okay? This, is, this, is a, this is a really great story. So the first question that they are asked is this, okay? First question. So turn to verse seven. It says, "By what power or by by uh, by what power or what name did you do this?" Or so like, how did you do this? So people might ask you that, like, how, like as you live a Christian life, like, man, how are you able to be so peaceful? Like, how are you able to be so joyful? How, why do you have hope? They might ask you stuff like that. Like, what, how are you going to respond? Right? So these people, they, they say what? They say this. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, If we are being called to account today right, for an act of kindness shown to the cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you, healed. All right, so Peter, he spent a nasty time in prison uh, you know, just the previous night. And then an an opportunity to share the gospel came. And we know that what? When we read it says in verse eight, we see that Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's just a reminder again. I mean, as we've been reading just these four chapters, we're reminded over and over again that they're not alone, right? They're not alone. Right, we're not alone. We're not alone. And we have the Holy Spirit with us. Right? He's, he, Peter, he recognizes and he tells him that it is, it's not us. We didn't do this by our own strength. We didn't do this by our own power. Right? It's through the name of Jesus. Right? And he the on to say in verse 12, he says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to man by which we must be saved. So if you want to give an example, I mean, if you want an example of a short, like simple way to share the gospel, this, this, is, this is something, this is a great example. All right, just right here. It says, salvation is found in none alone, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I mean, you might not word it exactly that way because, you know, I don't know how many people would, 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 you know, word say that, say it exactly this way in our, you know, modern times. But this is this is a great way. Because what we see, we we hear something about salvation, right? Jesus is the only way. We see that um, that Jesus can save. Right? This is it's quite clear, it's quite simple. And from there, your conversations with people can go many places. So sometimes the the location is different, sometimes the context is different, sometimes the people you're speaking to is different. But the core message of the gospel remains the same. That Jesus, he died, he was resurrected and repent and believe. core message is the same. So let's go to verse 13 now. Verse 13. So when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Or when they saw the courage right, of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary, right? Ordinary, they were astonished. Right? So they, they they weren't surprised by other things. Like they were they were just like, oh, we're greatly disturbed. But now we see that, wow, they're they're astonished. They're like, what? Like how is it that, that he was able to say all this? So let's, let's just take a moment and think about this. Just to reflect on this part here. So if, if you were educated, uh, a well-learned Jew, and you exemplified that you knew the scriptures, that would have been expected of you. Right? But here we have ordinary, unschooled men courageously what, quoting scripture and sharing the gospel, this was totally unexpected. And this even astonished a crowd of highly educated, highly religious people. Right, and this next part particularly stood out to me as I was, as I was reading and preparing for the sermon this past week. Right, it says that they took note that these men had been with Jesus. This was probably an unintended compliment. Most people, they like to hear compliments, right? We like to hear compliments. We like to hear people saying, what, oh, you know, your outfit's nice today, you know, or you have a great smile, or you're a great parent, or or, your your kids are are so obedient, or we like to hear compliments like, oh, you know, you're doing so well in school or in work or whatnot. We like those things. And they're all great compliments. Nothing wrong with them, right? But wouldn't it be more awesome to hear the the, the the compliment that, "Wow, I could I tell that I can tell that you've been with Jesus. You know, I could tell that you've been spending time with Jesus. I can tell that your life is being it's being changed and changed, transformed right, more into the likeness of Jesus. And wouldn't it be awesome if we heard those compliments about us?" Maybe, like, some people, like, uh, when, I, when I think about it, I think I go to Galatians 5, right? Galatians 5, 22 to 23, there we get the, the fruit of the Spirit, and right? Maybe those are some ways in which uh, we, we can think about how we are growing, I right? Just think about the fruit of the Spirit, we got, right, love, joy, peace, right? We've got patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And God's work is being done in every single believer, right, in you, and me. And I think this will be a great picture for us as a church, as, as we think about a community, mm, that, that, we, that we come and, and, and be more like Jesus together. That, that when we see each other, we're like, wow, I can, I can tell that you've been with Jesus. All right, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? So I'm not saying that we should be fishing for compliments. Okay, So don't pretend because that that's thats kind of what these uh, Pharisees, that's what these Sadducees, these religious people like to do. Like, they like to, to pretend. I'm not asking you guys to pretend. And I'm not saying that you should care more about what others think because as we'll see, Peter and John, they care more about what God thinks. Right? Let, let's continue reading. So it says this. right? But in verse 14, But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these people? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these uh, these men to speak no longer to anyone in his name. Or When they called them again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. We see here that Peter and John, they care more about what God thinks, what God wants. They're not not fishing for compliments. And you know what's a clear indicator that you've been spreading the name of Jesus? Anyone want to take a guess? What's a clear indicator that you've been spreading the name of Jesus? I, it, it's, it's, it's right in this passage that we just read. Any, anyone want to take a shot at that? You, know, you, you want to guess? Yeah. You want know, to take a guess? What's well, a clear indicator that you've been spreading the name of Jesus, right? that you've been sharing the gospel? Yeah. Go. When other people are praising him? Sorry? When other people are praising him. Praising him? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Alright, definitely. That's actually one I never I, I didn't I didn't think about I was praying. That's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, so when other people are praising God, it kind of shows that you've been sharing. Alright? And, and another one is when people tell you to stop sharing. All right. In in here we, we see that they were told stop teaching, stop you know, telling these things to people. Yeah, so that, that's really great. Thank you, man. So I pray, I pray that we were going to have the courage to be able to continue to share or to, sh- to start sharing in whatever context we're in. All right, these two men, they chose to do the right thing over the easy thing. All right, the easy way out was what? To promise I'm, I'll never talk about God again. And that's the easy way, right? But that's not something they could do because this, they had an awesome message that they wanted their friends, their, their family, uh, relatives, they wanted people around them to know. And in fact, this was the last commandment from Jesus that they received. In Matthew 28, right, we, we read that, you know, that Jesus tells them uh, the Great Commission, right, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, Baptizes them. Right? and then teaching them all that that God has commanded right we see in the beginning of acts in chapter one Jesus he tells them to um, that they're going to be his witnesses in where in Jerusalem right in the very city they're in right now and then to Judea and in Samaria and into where the ends of the earth and I'm really thankful I don't know about you guys but I'm really thankful that they actually did that because that's I mean the, the gospel is here in Silicon Valley. We know we, we've heard of it, but there's still a lot of people here who haven't, who haven't heard this gospel message. Right, in the last few weeks of Sunday school, it's been it's been interesting. We've been trying something a little new. Uh, we've just been kind of sitting in a circle and, and um, with with some youth, some adults, and it's a mix. Right? different backgrounds, different different contexts. Right? People, some people are in school, some people are working, some people are have, ki- uh, have well, might have kids or you know don't have kids. But yeah, and we've been just learning from each other. We've been sharing. We've been asking, hey, you know, what's it like being a Christian in school, in, in middle school? What's, what's it like uh, being a Christian in your workplace? Um, how can you be a witness? Like, does your school allow you to, to share? Is it, is it prohibited? And things like that. We just learn from each other. And that, that's really great. I think that's a really big benefit of being in a community is that you can have those times together and what we experience in this community in large part is whatever we make of our time together so i hope that many of us will continue to do that um you guys can meet up uh you know on other days of the week too right you guys here we have something structured but uh, you guys can also meet up other times too and just take advantage of you know the time that you can spend with one another so we see that after, in, in 21, we see that after they were threatened multiple times. Okay, so the, these leaders, they're very sure, and, too, and they're very clear that you guys need to stop talking about Jesus. They threatened them, and they let, let them go. But where did these people go? Where did Peter and John go right after? Where did they go after they were released? So let's look at 23. It says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Right, so they went back to their own people. Right? They went back to the church family, the, their brothers and sisters in Christ, and they shared all that happened. I imagine that when they came back, they gave a testimony. So just like how we might share testimonies during baptism about how God uh, saved us, right? well, baptism is actually coming up in April, so if you're thinking about that, think about what's your testimony. If you want to be baptized, think about what's your testimony. Um. When we come back from the Taiwan mission trip, uh, we, we give testimonies about what we experienced there, how we saw God working, how God uh, was working in our life and the lives of the people there. And I think that uh, the testimonies are really awesome. We can also share testimonies on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't have to be just for like these big events, but it could just be small things too, day-to-day. We can share testimonies. And it's a really great way to let others know about how God's working in your life. Right, it's a great way to learn from another, from each other, to challenge each other. It's also a great way to learn how to pray for one another. Right, because you know what they're going through. So after Peter and John, they shared what happened, we see that what? They all began to pray together. All right, so when it says, 24 it says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. A sovereign Lord, they said, you have made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, your father David. Right, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Actually, this, this just made me think about, uh, uh, there's, this, um, there's this rapper, and, and he's a Christian rapper, and in one of the songs he actually quotes this verse. Um, it actually goes... Um, why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? It's like a child with a super soaker trying to conquer Spain. Right, that's actually the lyrics of the, of the song. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Right. So we see here it says, in verse 27 it says, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together, and the Gentiles and the people of Israel in his city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will uh, uh, had decided beforehand should happen. Right now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Boldly. So they began, when they got together, they prayed together. Now I want you guys to look closely at this prayer that, that, we, that I just read. Look closely at this prayer because it's really amazing. At first, in the, in the very beginning of their prayer, in verse 24, they recognize how great God is, how big God is. Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord. For this sovereign Lord, he, what? he created everything. That's the big God that we have here. Created everything. And, and then we see how the, the, the world, they try to fight against God. They, 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 they uh, try to uh, go against God. But it's all in vain. God is sovereign. It's all in vain. And even what other people do, like Herod and Pontius Pilate, it's all of God's plan. Right? Isn't that amazing? We have a God who is sovereign who is who's great and no matter how people try to how to screw with God's plan God's purpose and will will still pass All right that's crazy All right we see that then in, in uh, verse 29 it says that they recognized the threats around them they recognized that possibly they they could go to prison they probably recognize that they could die, they could be outcasted by society. They recognize all these threats against the mission that God gave them, but now look at look at what they didn't pray for. What didn't they pray for? Like they didn't pray that God would remove the threats, isn't it? God, he didn't pray that God removed the threats. That's actually really interesting. They didn't pray that God would protect their lives. Isn't that interesting? Instead, what did they pray for? They prayed for, anyone want to take a guess? What did they pray for? There's actually a couple of things. What they prayed for was what? Boldness. All right, what, they, what, what else do they pray for? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing kind of scattered things. Anyone want uh, uh, to take a take a shot? Hmm? Miracles. miracles, yes, miracles. Amen. Yeah, can be more confident, guys. I mean, it, 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 this, is, this is just uh, no. This is Bible comprehension, reading comprehension, right here. <laughs> you know. So, um, what else do they pray for? Wonders. Yeah. Right, so they prayed that God would do something. He would heal. He would perform miracles and wonders to help them on their mission. Right, they knew that this mission was going to be difficult. Right, they knew that it was going to be tough. It was going to be dangerous. It was going to be painful. So they asked that God will help them to face it courageously. Boldly, right? So what are you afraid of when it comes to being a witness for Jesus? So this is I actually want you guys to to, to share. Like just just shout out some things. What are you afraid of? What do you fear? Sorry? Yeah, yeah. What are, what are you? What are you afraid of uh, at, oh, when you try to be a witness for Jesus? What What, what are some fears that you have? Well, if you, if you do, I'm I'm assuming that everyone has has fears. People people don't believe. Okay, people don't believe. Yeah, like you might be rejected and might be kind of awkward or, or might feel bad or something, right? And you're like, oh, okay, and you really wanted that person to. Wait, what, what you Zach, you were gonna say something? He will like ridicule you people make fun of you. He will make fun of you? Yeah, that's a big one. Definitely. Oh, you believe in a guy who rose from the dead? Oh that's that's crazy, right? And anything anything else? Those are great. anything else? What what's something that you that that you you're kind of afraid of? Being categorized. Being categorized? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And and does that kind of affect how, how people how people want to interact with you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They might distance from you. Yeah. Work in school. You know, that's how they judge. You know, pretty much. every groups. True. 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 Yeah. Definitely. Right. Like you might like like in, in the Bible here, people got outcasted by society, and people in other areas of of the world, um, they actually like, they're they're refused jobs. Like people won't give them jobs. Um like families will just uh like outcast them and and yeah like even here people might do that in your schools or your workplace like oh he's a weird guy maybe we'll invite him um to this event because well obviously this you know he's going to be weird or something right so definitely and so yeah so think about those things those are great those are great so i want you guys to, as you hear each other's responses you guys can figure, find out that you know we're all human right we're all human. So, I want you guys to pray for boldness. Pray for boldness. Pray for courage. And God is with you. And and in the end of this passage, we see that these believers, they are, once again, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. They are not alone. They have the Holy Spirit's power. And then they went forth and they spoke the word boldly. So yes, maybe, you know, like, like Angela was sharing, yes, maybe people might kind of put you in a different category. Yeah, that might happen. <clears throat> the Bible never says that that won't happen. I mean, most likely that might happen. And maybe, yes, people might not believe. Right? Actually, I mean, in the Bible, there's a lot of cases in which people don't believe. But there's also a lot of cases in which people do. Right. And people, when people do, it's, it's because people share and like how Zach was saying, yeah, people might make fun of you, people might ridicule you, and all these things. That's all true. But I want you guys to think about what is God impressing on your heart today, or what is God saying to you through the, through this message? What's your next step? Like like, what's something do uh, you feel like is, is achievable? It just it could be a small step, like how Justin was um, illustrating last Sunday, and he got out on the stage, right? And he says that maybe you don't have to go from this side to, to that side in one day. It, it, could, it could, and most likely, it might take a lifetime. But it's about taking those small steps, right, to get there. So I hope that you guys were encouraged today. I hope that you're reminded that we are that you're not alone, we're not alone. Or we have each other, which is a huge resource. Right? Being in community, fellowshipping, learning together. And we have God. So we don't, we don't have to be afraid, although sometimes we are. But we need to remind ourselves that we aren't alone. So a lot of the songs that I chose today, it's, you know, it's about that you know, not being shaken. And God is able, you know, we can overcome. Yeah, and I just, yeah, so I just want to spend some time. You guys, uh, let's just take a minute to, to think about, yeah, what is God impressing your heart today? And then we're going to um, have a time of offering, and then, and then we'll answer uh, service soon. Let's, let's, just, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, you are an awesome God, you are big, you are mighty, or you are sovereign, you created everything, and, and nothing that man tries to do can thwart your plan. Your will will be accomplished, Lord. Thank you for giving us a new life, new hope in you. Thank you for inviting us on this awesome journey, this, this mission, to share this good news with others. Lord, we ask that you would give us boldness, just like these people in this book of Acts. They ask for boldness. Lord, would you give us boldness, or to speak the word to people? Would you give us boldness to approach people? Would you give us boldness to be vulnerable? Would you give us boldness to just to try? I right, see where that goes. Or thank you for being with us today, and pray all this in the name of Jesus. We're just going to go through a a short time of